Hey, good evening, and welcome to Ask the Plasterer with me, Eric the Plasterer. Oh, right, regular guys, welcome guys, nice to see you along again tonight, and uh, for anyone else that's not been here before, I'm Eric the Plasterer, I'm a plasterer from South London, been plastering for 30 years, no, oh, 35 years, 36 years, uh, and uh, I don't know thinking about how long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> you got any questions you want to ask you can ask tonight at ask the plaster or you can either ring in a uh, phone number will come up in a short while or you can uh, text up on your screen if i hope you can <laughs> okay um right let's move on do, do, do. <clears throat> right um Yeah, tonight's episode is a little bit sponsored by Easy Mix. <laughs> uh, well, I told them I'll stick an advert up on the on the uh, on the live stream, so there it is. So I think that counts as a paid promotion, but I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> All right, I better check this. Uh is working can uh any of you guys send me a message i don't know if uh, i just got to double check my message is working okay um let's send myself on hello oh yeah cool okay uh yeah so any questions you might have um just far away as I said, you can ring on this number, 07516214983. Uh, hiya, Will. Nice to see you, mate. Or you can, uh, yeah, <clears throat> just write something up in the uh, in the chat, live chat section, and, uh, and I'll answer it. I've just got in from work by the skin of my teeth <laughs> to do tonight's Ask the Plasterer. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, if you can, you're... Um, you're not sitting indoors <laughs> watching this when it's lovely and sunny outside in the garden <laughs> your own garden pub garden um i've noticed a lot of you guys that uh the regular plasterers that tune in um you seem to work on weekends and seven days a week and uh you gotta be careful of burnout guys because this um it can, it can really like wear you down if you don't have a bit of a break especially the bank holiday that's just gone well make sure you get a break at the next bank holiday at the end of the month so you don't uh, tie yourself out um yeah anyone else that's just watching for fun um if there's any kind of yeah questions people need to know whether it's to do with how much does the plasterer cost or should cost different parts of the country it varies um how long should a certain job take um anything just absolutely um <clears throat> far away it's all yours but uh yeah so Hang on, what have we got here? Oh yeah, I've treated myself to a um, <clears throat> to a GoPro, <laughs> which is the new um, uh, a new camera. It's a sports camera, <clears throat> and uh, you can put it into lots of little places. You can't put your normal camera, or I can't put my normal camera, and um, uh, it's waterproof as well, so I can get it wet. Uh, <clears throat> I, don't know how it's going to go with the old plaster but um 
just have to try and uh, not splash it too much with that stuff um, but I'm going to be using that for some videos I'm doing currently um, which uh, yeah should be good uh, I mean for now I'm just using that but I'm going to use a mix of, uh, of a couple of different cameras when my videos go up so um, you can get a like from my viewpoint as well and see something I'm doing a bit more close up <clears throat> I've started a job today which is coming out as a video uh, basically day in the life of a plasterer and uh, that's going to be the next one that's coming up well what's the best way to patch in larvin plaster larvin plaster is that will mm -hmm. oh. mm -hmm. If it's normal lava and plaster, then um, your best bet generally is to is to patch it up with plasterboard, or, or go over the whole wall, depending on how big or small it is, <clears throat> with plasterboard. Because if you try and um, put some of the new um, gypsum plaster over old larves, even if you um, treat them well with some PVA first, they can expand and contract <clears throat> and the old lime plaster used to be quite giving for that but the new plasters set like rock um they haven't really got any given them so if you get any swelling up in the last from moisture <clears throat> you can really get some bad cracking if you just put some bonding and stuff onto old lars if that's what you meant will by that one then uh then yeah cool I'm thinking, are any regular guys in tonight? I've got a lot of new viewers. <laughs> Don't want to ask a question. <laughs> oh dear. I'm not surprised if it's quiet. I mean, the sun's staying out longer as the summer kicks in more. I did put a poll up on the uh, <clears throat> on the channel asking if I should start at eight instead of seven, but um, then it kind of cuts more into your evening, guys, doesn't it? So um, we start with seven o'clock for now, but. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes tonight, and we'll um, we'll play it by ear. Right, I hope that info helped you. Then um, will, but yeah, yeah. I'd if it's a small hole, I'd pla I'd patch it up with some um, with some plasterboard, and then maybe put some bonding over the top of the plasterboard to bring it flush, and then do your skim over the top. And when it comes to um, doing small patches of bonding, I've started using the um, the Easy Mix. Hang on, let's go on to there. <clears throat> yeah, the half time, the accelerator. Because in the past, I've had a water skim, uh, which had a little bit of patch, of a bit of a bonding patch in it that I've needed to sort out. Hi, Jamie. Nice to see you, mate. And um, whacking a bit of the old half time plaster accelerator in there, it goes off, bonding goes off, rock hard in about 20 minutes. <laughs> you got to be careful not to knock up too much. <laughs> But um, you can literally fill a patch on the wall, um, sort your other tools out, get your bucket ready. Uh, by the time you knock up your skim, the old uh, the wall's ready to go. So, uh, so that's good. I used it um, about a week ago, which is pretty yeah, uh, pretty handy. Because I've filled in patches like that before with bonding, and uh, the uh, I've been waiting like an hour. And normally, when I'm in a hurry, the slower the bonding seems to go off. <laughs> No matter what time of year it is. So, yeah. Okay, Will, no worries, mate. No worries. Ah, oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> I hope you've got some kind of drink uh, or a beer with you. <laughs> I'm on the old cherry Coca-Cola. Because <laughs> I can't work and drink beer. <laughs> or I could, but then I just, um, yeah, start to get a bit silly beer by the end. 
I'll keep wanting to stop for a wee. <clears throat> James Coates. Hi, James. Uh, do you feel using a sprayer on the last few trowels gives a better finish than using a brush brush out uh, from your half clean water? Um, yeah, I mean, back in the day, didn't use a sprayer at all. Just used to have a massive uh, water brush to chuck the old water on. <clears throat> I, I use quite a big pump sprayer now. I used to use the little one you could just like pump and hold in your hand. I use the, the big one now. I can like whack over my shoulder. Uh, yeah, you see it on the on the video there on the left. Um, yeah, sometimes if I if I want to give it a good coat of water, I will I will, I will leave the sprayer and I will I will dip my brush in the water still and, and chuck that up there from the uh, sometimes from the clean water, sometimes from the slightly dirty water, which yeah might make it pull a bit quicker than that last little bit when you're troweling up. But um, yeah, I've tended to favour the sprayer more because back in the day when you use a great big water brush, especially if you were doing a ceiling, you'd be chucking it up there and the floor would get soaked. <laughs> But for me, because I use I use stilts on plastic, because um, the rubber feet I found it can get caught up in um, if you just got dust sheets on the floor. So I put um, dust sheets uh, dust sheets. I put plastic down there, but you got to be careful. If it does get very wet, then even on the stilts with rubber feet, they can still be a bit of an ice ring. So you got, you got it's a bit swings around about. It's just got to be careful. Um, Oh, oh, kettle's on, Jamie. Nice one, mate. Yeah, have a cup of tea. Have a brew. Have a brew. I say I just made it in by the skin of my teeth from work to do this because I'm working in Ashstead, which it's not a million miles from me, but it's um, it's not around the corner. And I do like I do love me local jobs <laughs> that are around the corner, <laughs> mind you. I'm really late going to those ones <laughs> as opposed to uh, uh, coming home, getting stuck because the traffic's got a lot worse lately since the old. Um, Schools have gone, well, schools have been back anyway, they, since the half term. And as the COVID restrictions are, are coming off, mate, and people are going back to work, I mean, I love that side of it. I can't wait till, uh, yeah, I just hug people. <laughs> of course, I asked my customers before I hug them <laughs> if it's all right, especially if it's my first time I've ever worked for them and they've never met me before. <laughs> uh, dear. But yeah, you've got to be friendly. You've got to be friendly when you're a plasterer. But uh, yeah, but don't push, don't push your luck. Uh, dear. <clears throat> um, someone, one of the guys was asking me about, oh, amongst other things, um, whether or not it's a good idea to use um, your own business card uh, for plugging your um, plugging yourself as a plasterer. I did a while back. Um, I designed something. Well, something I thought looked fantastic. <laughs> but it probably did have too much information on it because you kind of think oh yeah all well, a little logo yeah put a little logo on the side and uh yeah i'll put the old plaster.org.uk because that's quite a, oh it's quite easy to remember that's a good one yeah stick that across the middle <clears throat> and you kind of like oh yeah no job too big too small uh if oh, i better put my phone number you put your phone number on it uh, cut a long story short you can end up putting so much stuff on the card <laughs> when people look at it they just see this massive writing they just about see your um your web address or whatever it is you want to plug the most uh, going across the middle uh, but uh, so just keep really important stuff on it and what i'd also used to do if you've got a computer and a decent printer you can buy these um, business cards that snap off really nice and clean and print your own ones off um, it's a little bit more of a kerfuffle but um, you just need a few now and again you just stick a sheet of 10 of these things in 20 of them uh, 
print them off and just keep them handy on you. Uh, I used to use them a lot in the past. People do often ask me, oh, have you got a card I can have or that I can uh, give to someone else? And uh, I'll say, well, yeah, I keep meaning to uh, <laughs> run off a new lot, but I haven't, I haven't printed off a business card for I don't know how long, but it would be a good idea to do it again for sure. Absolutely. Plus, you can just leave one here or there and um, stick some through a few doors if you're that way inclined. If I'm especially if you're starting out and uh, and you're new to the game. I mean, if you've built up um, a kind of a reputation and you've had customers for years um, and word of mouth and whatever, you do tend to keep a regular flow of work going when you've been doing it as long as I have, anyway. Um, but uh, yeah. Probably find that so interesting. Ooh. Anything else? What do you want to know, people? I'm here at the plaster. I'm here at your beck and call to try and answer any questions that I can from my years of experience. <laughs> a lot of new stuff I haven't used. <laughs> um, James, just bought myself a new. 18 carbon steel. I was told they break in quicker and get a lot sharper than the stainless. My uh, first Marshall Tower mate was carbon, and uh, yeah, because if you if you leave them for a little while, they do go rusty quite easily. And in cleaning off the rust with a bit of sandpaper, they do sharpen up a lot quicker. They wear in a lot quicker, and uh, when you've been using one for a while, they are they can, <laughs> they do get like razor blades. <laughs> Um, which is lovely you get a beautiful finish with them when you're saying that now you want a lot of the flexi trails which are great for that for that final light troweling up um but yeah carbon steel trail mate lovely i bought a stainless steel one well i've got stainless steel ones now and um they do take it always pre-worn because I, I bought one before that wasn't pre-worn quite a few years back and it took forever to wear down i'm so used to a carbon one wearing in i didn't really think about it and i thought oh yeah stainless steel oh, i had this funny idea that it wouldn't get any kind of staining on it <laughs> okay yeah they don't go rusty but you still get that film of plaster building up on them don't you and uh <coughs> yeah and, and some of these uh stainless steel ones you buy some of the newer ones and and the old marshall towns it's like marshall town gold or Nida gold or whatever and it's got that kind of lovely gold film on the back but that's uh, that gets scratched to bits and wears off before you know it and um yeah but uh yeah it's a good it's a good trowel carbon steel trowel mate eight was that 18 inch as well Oof. yeah if you've got a big enough fork uh, to <laughs> To handle it mate then uh and great uh, i mean if you get any bigger than that then uh, you do need a bigger hope for it for sure <laughs> hey mate nice to see ya nice to see ya summer's coming the days are getting longer the weather's slowly starting to warm up again thank god because it's been flipping freezing like a bit of sunshine the old be honest this old sun's come out from behind the cloud fine and then uh Goes behind a cloud and you go, oh, wind cuts through you, but now it's uh, it's warming up again. So I'm hoping it's going to stay like that because I'm, you know, getting a bit fed up with the, with the old cold, the old cold. But now, like tonight, I don't know what you, well, you guys, if you're indoors or in the garden or what, but I'm basically in a room with all the blinds pulled down to stop the sun coming in. Uh, dear. Um, yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, you wouldn't be able to see me for the old sun <laughs> gleaming. Cleaning off my t-shirt. Oh dear. Um. Hmm. 
what have you guys been up to? The, the plasterers among you, have you been uh, having a busy week or doing anything exciting? Something terrible? Uh, any, uh, any dodgy jobs? <laughs> or dodgy customers? <laughs> any potential customers watching? Um, yeah, no, sometimes. Um, uh, yes, <laughs> sometimes you get uh, a few customers that have um, never had any plastering done before and, and don't have too much of a clue about it. But they're, but they're fairly rare. Most people have got a rough idea of what needs doing. Ah. All right, don't forget you can you can you can ring in like um, I don't know which guy it was, but the guy that rang in last week. We had a good old chat on the phone for your listening pleasure um, check a trade my builder most plasterers are really busy I was on uh, James I was on um, trust a trader last year but then the old covid thing kicked in uh, they extended the contract on trust a trader for about two months and uh, it's just expired but I haven't bothered renewing it I was thinking I might give um, uh, check a trade a go uh would like your views on it mate if you've been using them how long you've been using them um how you found them um because yeah with with uh trust a trader I, I wasn't overly impressed uh even like before the um <clears throat> the lockdown kicked in the amount of jobs that i was getting for the money they wanted up front um was disappointing <laughs> to say the least uh dear <clears throat> uh, Love my builder, just pick the cream out. Uh, yeah, I signed on to my builder years ago and it was a kind of a nothing site and um, I hadn't really um, looked at it since. I think I've seen some adverts for it more in re more recent times. But I didn't know if it was any good now. There's, there's so many of them out there kind of trying to jump on the bandwagon of um, getting you to, <laughs> to pay them <laughs> to get you extra work. <laughs> because... Um, I just find you can, I mean, some guys, I don't know how, <laughs> do have a constant stream of work. I think they're too cheap. <laughs> um, and most of the time I've kept fairly busy, fairly busy. And most of the, the calls I get are from people that I've worked for before, friends of theirs and the whole word of mouth thing. But um, when you get those lulls, um, that's a good time to have a, something like check a trade to bring stuff in. I did rated people once a couple of times years ago. Uh, when work was a bit tight, um, but uh, yeah, no, nah, you're fighting for a room with two other two other guys for the same job, but you're paying up. The three of you are still paying up for the for the phone number <laughs> as a lead, and you might not get it. So uh, yeah, I knocked them on the head pretty quick. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, I might have a look at my uh, the old my builder. It's not called Love My Builder, is it, or is it, James? But um, yeah, see what, where they're at now. Diggity dart, if you plaster in a wall with an external corner, uh, but only want to plaster one surface, would you use a stop bead to finish? Um, I would, mate, yeah. And then you can have issues with, um, if it's an exterior wall, we use quite a big, like if you're using a render, a render stop, stop bead in there. Um, where it meets the opposite wall I would normally run a cork line down it or of some sort um, 
I would chat, I always chat with the customer first to say, look, um, we're not going around the corner, so I'm looking at putting a stop bead on the end. Um, but I'm going to have to run a bit of caulk or a bit of sealant down the end where it meets the new wall, which once it's painted in, it doesn't look like anything, so it's not, it's not a big deal. Um, or you could, yeah, you, know, you could finish it off freehand, but you still, where it meets the original, you still got to be a bit careful with that. But um, yeah, I generally always like a stop beading. I'm doing a rendering job in about a week or so's time. Um, going to be using the mesh. Um, I'll probably be videoing that one with my new camera. Um, and uh, see how we get on. See how we get on with that. Competitive. LC is that? Yeah, unless customers want you to, ju yeah, just feathering the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feather probably, well, feather probably looks better. Um, <laughs> competitive else, LC. So I'm, I'm rubbish at these long names. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to shorten your uh, your handles or whatever you call them nowadays, <laughs> so they're just easier and quicker to say. <laughs> like diggity, diggity da. <laughs> uh, goes into a bay window. This is this is outside. You said diggity, didn't you? Uh, Jamie Sutherland, my builder gave a hundred pound free credit. Uh, got one job. Have about sixty worth of credit. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Some of them do deals now and again. I think um, Tekka Trade have been doing some deal recently. Uh, but. Uh, I haven't kind of I keep thinking, oh yeah, I'll do that, and then I'm just not getting around to it. Uh, Jordan, hi Jordan. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely fine, mate. Thankfully, uh, rendering two walls in a cellar uh, tomorrow is full of paint. Full of paint. It's full of paint, so going to be a nightmare. While brushing and sculpting the paint off any easier ways or tips uh, not really mate you can um, you can get a angle grinder with an attachment that would do a, a quicker job of, of, of sorting that out um i only know about those because i use them for um i've got a little bit into welding which is quite exciting <laughs> makes a change and um it's the uh, different types of wire brushes you can get you can also buy these kind of like carbon type wheels that's um um that well i use them for cleaning metal off when i'm doing any kind of welding but um <clears throat> that would help like scarify sculpts sort out the surface but uh yeah so it's really got loads of paint right thick paint presumably then from what you're saying mate i said it right uh, competitive LSE, competitive LSE, just call you LSE <laughs> or comp, comp for short. <laughs> now, Magora, hi, now, uh, tips for replastering over external render or without taking off the original plaster. Uh, so, yeah, well, the wall I'm doing in a couple of weeks' time, that's uh, it's the side of a garage. It's got quite a few cracks in it, but it's as solid as a rock. Um, but obviously the guy don't like the look of it. Um, I'm going to put a, a scratch coat on that. I'm embedding a, uh, the old plastic mesh, plastic fiberglass, um, right across the whole wall. Uh, scratching that again, 
like leaving it I say scratch it again I'm putting a scratch coat on I'm bedding the uh, fiberglass or plastic I say there's different types of stuff I think the one I bought was plastic like mesh right across the whole wall so it covers all the cracks that are in it putting a scratch on it leaving it to the next day and then the next day hitting it with um, with a rubbed up uh, a rubbed up sand cement um, what I don't normally do but I don't want to get caught out on it is I am going to put waterproofer in the scratch so when I put the top coat on the next day the whole wall will be wet from start to finish when I get, so I can get the whole thing on nice and early um, hoping that it'll be <laughs> it'll dry quick enough for me to be able to get a really nice floated sponge finish on it before it's time to go home <laughs> still it don't get dark till like half nine now does it so <laughs> if it goes a bit pear-shaped but um, sometimes if you don't and the uh, and it's a sunny day and the old uh, the top coat goes off too quick trying to get a nice finish um, with sand and cement render uh, recently I've been looking at some of these um, uh, monocution stuff that you, you kind of looks like you just put the stuff on and you scratch it off some kind of scratcher um, but I've heard you can get quite a lot of mold growth growing in the because it's quite a porous finish on that but uh, but yeah sticking with sand and cement that's what I'm doing um, and that's what I'd suggest to you mate now at the end of the day um, I hope that helps you out mate if not um, or if, if, if you wanted to know something else other than what I've just said <laughs> but uh, yeah that's the only tips I can give you that's what, I, that's what I'll be doing um, next week but yeah, as I say beware if you if you do put a uh, load of waterproof in your scratch coat um, your your top coat the next day will um, will hang about will hang about before you can rub it up so you basically be a case of you lay it, the whole thing on and then um, <laughs> Probably worth going and doing something else while it starts to slowly pick up but that way you've got it all on nice and you can get a nice rubbed up finish on it as it goes off and it's easier for ruling as well because um, again if, if, if your top coat starts going off too quick and you're trying to rule it off um, it can cause you no ends of hassle uh, internal oh. <laughs> um, do do Plastering it's sorry, Diggity. I can't remember what which hall's internal now. <laughs> it's an internal render you're going to be doing, James. Are you using uh, flex trails on all of your sets? Uh, yes, James. I've got um, uh, an ox ultra flex, which is mostly what I use. I tend to be, um, I mean, a lot of the guys they collect trails like um like trophies <laughs> but i tend to get the ones i want um and use them until they well, till they fall to bits till they're getting well worn in um and then i'll just make sure i've got something else um lined up um if i'm happy with a trowel I, I tend to stick with it you can try other trowels if you've got the money to kind of blow on them because some of you know a decent uh, some of the decent new ones are not cheap um but for me personally i don't see a point of having a collection of um, your different size trowels, yeah, uh, different types of trowel from a shape point of view, but not um, not just buying lots of different trowels for the hell of it. But uh, yeah, but my uh, my ox uh, ultra ultra flex, I I always finish off with that um, because I use um, uh, my speed skims for the majority of my work now when I'm doing a set. Um, 
with the metal bladed one on the second coat when I'm spraying my water or chucking my water up with a brush <clears throat> I take that uh, the metal the metal blade to speed skim across it uh, acts like a just a, like a great big trowel which is it comes up really lovely then you could probably um, you could probably leave it like that without running the trowel over the top but I've never wanted to chance it <laughs> so uh, after I've done that I will wet it some more and go over it with me um, <coughs> with me flexi trowel but I will always use it I don't finish off with a with Marshall Town anymore because it just just doesn't give the same kind of finish even though it's well worn in um, saying that a proper carbon one that's properly worn in and like a razor um, you'd probably use that you can get issues with um, if you use a flexible uh, flexible trowel on anything other than for, for like for troweling up uh, you, you can cause yourself um, dips and all sorts of stuff in the plaster going on but uh, yeah I always lay on with a Marshall Town but uh, use me speed skims and then I always finish off now with a, with a, a flexible trowel of, of whatever brand is your preferred one Mm -mm. last trail, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, my last trail, mate, is um, is uh, yeah, the flexible one always. Even if I like that, if I do a hard trail at the end, I'll be using the uh, the flexi one. <clears throat> uh, competitive LSE, uh, been getting a lot of tiger stripes. I get that a lot. Uh, well, I get tiger stripes sometimes, but I get that question a lot about people getting tiger stripes on their um on their stuff uh tug stripes on this job i'm on any idea why i can't figure out how to prevent them are you getting the tug stripe are you using a speed skim uh lse on that uh on that job or the speed or these tiger stripes coming from your trowel normally it's a case of um it's the, the plaster's too dry to to run a trowel across it uh without any water that of course the tiger stripes i mean i've taken the metal bladed um, speed skim across a wall that was a little bit too dry um, I'd, I'd sprayed a little bit of water on it but it it, it sucked in <clears throat> and uh, i was getting tiger stripes on that as i took it across but at the end of the day there's nothing when it comes to decorating tiger stripes don't cause an issue um okay it might not look i mean sometimes i used to think tiger stripes look quite good <laughs> in plaster <laughs> as opposed to it just being completely like brown pink whatever but um as long as they don't show up through the paintwork which uh generally you find <laughs> that they don't um i won't worry about them too much mate but um yeah just make sure you've got plenty of water on um on something uh, on the on the on the on the set when you're troweling it up um and don't use a don't use any kind of plastic float or plastic trowel um on it because that will cause tiger stripes depending how far off it's gone um, hope that helps you. Hope that helps you, mate. Right. Um, Ray. Hi, Ray. Ray Show. Uh, have you got a preference for brand PVA? I have got a preference, Ray. I have got a preference. My preference is the cheapest PVA that B&Q sell. Um, <laughs> um, saying that, recently I bought a load from, um, because it was cheaper. <laughs> from uh, everbuild everbuilds pva because i got it on um, amazon um uh, yeah check out links in description <laughs> um uh but uh yeah any cheap pva that's um that's not gone off because it's old i bought some in wicks uh, a few weeks back now took the top off and it smelt like rotten eggs when i checked the sell by on it was about a year out of date 
Um, but anyway, that's by the by. Um, yeah, no, you can spend an, an arm and a leg on some on some of the more fancy like Unibon PVAs and ones that they call up for external work and all the rest of it. But I just find they're just a waste of money at the end of the day. Um, if I need grit in something, I will stick um, kiln dried sand in my um, in my PVA. Um, but I rarely do that. I use neat PVA. I don't water it down. I do one coat. If a, if a wall seems really porous and the PVA goes rough really quick, I will um, maybe give it a second coat. But nine times out of ten, I'm putting one neat coat of, um, of cheap PVA. I'd say normally uh, B&Q PVA because um, it was about a tenner. But the ones you can get forever build now on um, Amazon is about six, seven pound for five litres. So... Uh, Needless to say, that's why I bought it, because I, I like going for cheap when it comes to stuff. As long as stuff works, I won't pay through the nose for it. I won't buy blue grit, red grit, yellow grit. Um, some guys love them. SBR, don't bother using SBR either, though I'm sure there's, there's probably a few good things you could, that SBR are good for, but I've never I've never lacked <laughs> needing something. You know, I've never thought, oh, if only that, that job had come out better if I would have had SBR. But... <laughs> But uh, it's never been an issue. I've used it for years. I've used it neat for years. I'll put a little bit of water with it to um, just if it's a little bit too stodgy, just so it rolls on easier. Um, I'll work it well in, but I put on neat PVA and like a job I was on today that just got back in time from to do this tonight. <laughs> um, that all got PVA today. By the time I protected all the carpet and the stairs, <clears throat> PVA it all. That's all that's been done there. Um, and that'd be great for hitting tomorrow and uh, yeah and I've done that again a, a lot and I've never had any issues I've only had issues with uh, skimming when I've gone over tacky PVA <laughs> and it's moved or slipped because it wasn't it wasn't tacky enough or it wasn't dry enough in my opinion um, but uh, yeah letting it dry completely has never caused me an issue so if that helps uh, great uh, if you like using it when it's tacky, that's entirely up to you. If it basically whatever works well for you, um, do it. I'm just telling you the kind of things that I do, and they work. <laughs> so I kind of think, why, uh, yeah, spend the money unless you say like on, on blue grit or or something like that. Uh, yeah, some PVA um, LSE PVA every time, mate. Every time. Um, I don't think I've ever bought any blue grit. Well, I've never really had a need to. Um, I've said before on here that I've um, I've rendered a porcelain butler sink um, that I just PVA'd <laughs> with a cheap PVA. The PVA was neat, but um, even I wasn't sure <laughs> whether it would stay on there. <laughs> but it worked a treat on a porcelain sink. Okay, so that's render on a porcelain sink that I PVA'd. Um, that's why I just don't mess about with anything else. Um, and let's say if, if needs be, chuck some sand in it um, <laughs> it's a lot cheaper <laughs> I'm all about getting a job done getting it done good getting it done quick and getting it done for like a reasonable price you don't want to be spending a fortune on materials that you don't have to um, at the end of the day uh, Chris hi Chris it's nice to see you mate seen you for a while uh, six new build houses to plaster at the moment oh, <laughs> wow I keep busy then mate <laughs> I hope you got help with that, and you're not completely, you're not doing it one man band style, because <laughs> that keep you, wow, because that keep you busy for a, for a good old uh, a good old stint. 
Uh, whereabouts are you uh, working, Chris? Are you like you London based, or are you um, out in the, out in the woods somewhere? Or you're nice to man down by the coast. Some guys work down by the coast. Which, oh God, I'd love that. Um, James, do you spray water before using your flexi? <clears throat> yes, I always uh, I always spray water before using the flexible one. I don't use I don't use it without the without spraying water. Same with my metal um. Uh, my metal speed skin i basically don't start using the metal one until i am putting water on the wall <clears throat> um again if you use a metal one too soon uh you can get blistering because it draws the water to the surface which plastic speed skin um opens up the pores of the plaster and helps it to uh helps it to set even if you don't want it to set <laughs> too quick but uh yeah um oh dorset ah dorset's quite nice mate isn't it it's quite nice. I don't know. If, I don't know what prices because obviously the prices in London, where I'm based, are all pretty good on uh, for most jobs. Um, if you're a half decent plasterer, but I don't know. I don't know how it varies around the country. Uh, I know obviously some places um, uh, further north, you, you can't get such a good rate on jobs. But and again, saying that it depends on depends on the customers. I mean, you get rich people that live in Birmingham. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, dear. <clears throat> I'm, I'm more LSC. I'm pleased you're here tonight. <laughs> oh, Bournemouth. Oh, that's so sort of, yeah, that's, that's coastal, isn't it, Bournemouth? Hmm. I've always kidded myself. If I lived on the coast, Bournemouth or anywhere like that, I would, um, I would go swimming in the sea more regular. <laughs> there was a time, um, not that long ago, I was quite into uh, ice baths and all that kind of stuff. And a bit of the old cold water swimming. And uh, I still do a little bit of the ice baths, but I ain't been cold water swimming for donkeys. But if I live if I live near the sea, I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely get back into it, and give it a go. Cause it does make you feel good. <laughs> it's freezing, but you get used to it, and uh, yeah, it does give you a buzz that you can't explain until you do it. That's why they um, suggest it as good people that suffer with anxiety and depression they should get into cold water swimming. Um, which is obviously better in the winter because in the summer <laughs> it can still be cold but it's generally more pleasant but uh yeah middle of winter down in the sea wow yeah <laughs> give you a buzz i used to jump in the mire <laughs> not an ice bath but i used to have a cold bath well i've still got it out in the garden <clears throat> and it is an old mixing up uh plastic mixing up bath <laughs> and it was a new one i never used it for mixing up gear and uh <clears throat> i just fill that full of cold water with a hose Preferably if it'd been if it'd been a nice cold night, and then before work the next day or before or my shower after my shower, if I had have a shower, but I would still then come down, jump in the jump in the cold bath, I mean straight in and straight out again, and that would really give you a poor get you ready to uh, go and hit the day running. <laughs> uh, yeah, now I was into the cold showers. I did. Um, I was into Wim Hof method. I don't know if you've ever done any of that kind of stuff. But I practiced that for about three years. I didn't. Um, I didn't. I just went everywhere in a t-shirt for about three years, no matter what the weather was. And through the winter, I mean, you get such crazy looks from people when you're walking up the high street and it's snowing, and you got on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. But um, and you do just learn to really tolerate the cold really well. Um, but uh, yeah, now <laughs> you've only got to not do it for long and. Um, it's really hard to get back into doing <clears throat> but cold showers yeah no i love the old cold showers 
which I normally do when the gyms are open. But um, I've got to get back to the gym. But I don't really want to go there until I haven't got to book it and you know still keep some kind of distancing going. But uh, yeah, no cold showers every time. Big thumbs up for cold showers. Any of you other people listening that aren't into cold showers, give it a go because it will change your life. It only take it don't take long to get used to having a cold shower, and uh, it, it will really give you a buzz. <laughs> and you, you lose the cold shock thing as well, um, which is the main, main another main reason for doing it. Um, once you can just get into, you lose cold shock. You can you can get into anything. You can get into an ice bath. Um, it doesn't even take your breath away. I've got a video of that. But I'm not going to post it <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> oh, well, not on not on my plastering channel anyway. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Uh, welcome to any uh, any new uh, guys or girls that are watching this evening. I'm Eric the Plasterer. Uh, I've been plastering for 36 years. I'm based in South London. Um, if you've got any questions from a customer's perspective, uh, this is the place to ask them. Um, if you're uh, looking again into plastering, if you're a novice or someone that's just started or doing a bit of DIY and you want to know anything, uh, then this is a place to come to to get those questions answered and uh, and to have a chat and to get to know a lot of the other regular guys <laughs> that uh, come along. We've got. Um, a lot of plasterers that are uh, uh, time served tradesmen. We've got a lot of DIYers. We've got a lot of guys that have um, changed career quite late and gone from plumbing to plastering. So uh, yeah, this is a place to come. James, I'm on a big house in High Wycombe. I've gave the sponge float a go, enjoying it a bit different. Nice finish. Uh, what sponge float on the on the on the old. Um, on the skim i've never <laughs> i've never liked i've never liked the look it gives you <laughs> you get a wall looking really lovely and you think oh yeah i'll hit it with the old sponge float now and as you start putting those swirly marks in it <laughs> um yeah it builds up fat which and you then you're trailing that fat around to um to help get a nice finish at the end of the day but um yeah i haven't done i haven't used sponge floating on a wall for um donkeys uh Blaine Gray, he uses, um, he does quite a bit of sponge floating. Um, seems to like it. Again, if you like, if you like sponge floating, then then crack on with it. I, um, in most of my jobs, I try to get them just bashed out fairly quick. If you've watched any of my um, videos, oh, this one on the uh, on the side there, the ceiling, <clears throat> that is. Um, I put my top, I put my first coat on, and then I knock up what's left of the first coat because it was like a two bag mix, quite a big ceiling. I knock up what's left uh, with some water uh, of the of the first coat to thin it down, and then I do my second coat more or less straight away uh, with that, and the whole set goes off at the same time. So complete the, the set like for that ceiling, you're talking about two to two and a half hours uh, for the whole thing. Um, I've never been one for putting a coat on and letting it nearly dry. Uh, well, not dry, but you know, start to go off and then mixing up a whole fresh batch. Um, because it um, yeah just delays the uh, the uh, finishing time and uh, as I say I like to get a job done fairly quick um, I do stick it on with my Marshall Town I use my plastic speed skim and I use the metal skim uh, with water uh, speed skim and then I will I might use my Marshall Town a little bit again uh, depending and then I'll finish off with water and uh, my um, my flexi 
and uh, it's a lovely job um nice flat smooth customers love it i love it <laughs> i get paid and i'm off to the next one um but uh but yeah yeah uh ray oh hang on competitive uh if oh youtube is not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming mm. oh dear that's not good um well anyway guys uh, hopefully this is uh still working but me um youtube's telling me it's not working properly but um uh, you'd have to let me know in the comments if it is if it's going a bit juddery or if it's jumping about um sorry where were we uh competitive lse yeah if you have a wall that's drying at different speeds this sponge is brilliant um yeah yeah well the sponge I, are you talking are you talking about skimming lse because i use um obviously i do that for a sponge if i'm doing a sponge that render um but uh but generally if you've, if you've got a, if you've got a decent base coat of um, pva on a, an old wall it should all be going off more or less the same the same speed anyway um or the, the i say the technique that where i use um i just water down what's left of my first coat to do my second coat um it all goes off at the same speed um anyway uh, ray with our tech ceiling do you bond them out first then set or just set over them um i just do um again i've got a video on that i only because i've done it for years uh pva it i bond it rule all that off of me speed skims blah 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 and then i uh, then i skim it if it's the next day i'm going to do it i'll put another cut of pva on it and then skim it but if it's the same day you can just whack the uh, the skim straight over the top a lot of guys a lot of lot of guys do a magic mix they call it as some of them use 50 50 45th 40 60 of bonding and finish mixed together for the first coat to help cover the the bumps over and then they use it their second coat they'll just use the skim um and there's different variations on that but um i've just got so used to doing it the way that i do it um I, it's, it's still a two coat affair for me which yeah in some cases i suppose is a little bit slower um but i've done it for so long i'm kind of bit of an old dog new tricks on that one but but a lot of guys now do yeah mix bonding and finish together um, for that first coat to uh, to go over bonding over uh, Artex sorry. Let's yeah skimming uh, skimming uh, yeah yeah now must skim let's see that's the same more or less kind of goes off at the same speed anyway but uh, but now if you if if you like doing the sponge and uh, and you get a nice finish at the end of it then uh, crack on. I come with it no problem at all no problem at all as i say like, I, I suggest stuff uh on on, on this channel and on my videos but um yeah there's no one right way of doing something i mean there might be something might have been done for years and years uh within a trade but um <laughs> it's not kind of sacrosanct that oh well you've got to do it that way i don't care if your way is easier or if your way <laughs> is quicker you must do it this way um that, that don't that don't count on this channel <laughs> and uh, it should be the same uh, guys should just help each other out especially when it comes to like plastering uh with questions answers and different ideas i mean the amount of beads in recent years that i or well, recent months i've not been doing it that long uh that i stuck on with um, mitre glue <laughs> instead of sticking them in with finish or screwing them on <laughs> because that mitre glue goes off in five to ten seconds <laughs> and it's the quickest if i'm if i'm if i'm putting beads on plasterboard or on um, 
or on yeah or on the top of old plaster i tend to pva first and my net's gone off and then glue the beads on because you know you're going to get a really good stick but um, again with that I've had, I've had no issues and it and it's a lot quicker i mean if the angle's quite good if the angle's badly out then you need to really use sticking on with plaster and i'll often any kind of beads i'm using even if they're um skimming beads i will use um bonding and stick my beads on with that because it take out a lot of um, the hollows where the bead is feathering uh, and if that feathering is taken up with bonding then it's much less finish to do on the next stage <laughs> um, there's been other times where I've coated a whole wall in finish and then just squashed the beads into the finish and then trailed all that up but you're using more finish um, doing that and sometimes as I say I like to bond them on but, um, but if the angles are nice and the, and the beads are a tight fit anyway I'll um, yeah I'll stick them on with mitre glue so drop of that quick spray of the old uh, accelerator and boom it's gone and you can you can do a lot of beading <laughs> that way and then you can just start knocking up your gear and, and away you go but it's all about the um, getting loads of stuff um well prepped prepped um chris um options on the double battery mixer oh opinions um I've heard, mate, it's an absolutely fantastic mixer, um, the DeWalt battery, but it's uh, about six or seven hundred pounds. I know it's, I know it's a lot of money, um, if it's the one I'm thinking of. Um, but they're great for on site because you ain't got to worry about transformers, and I suppose on domestic jobs as well. Um, there's batteries and stuff now. It's got a lot of talk in it, as far as I know, and um, batteries last a lot longer than they used to years ago. Well, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have had a a battery powered whisk <laughs> i mean my uh my rafina mega mixer is 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 the uh, 240 um wired up one but um the torque in it like you can knock up sand and cement and god knows what with it and i've only had uh, i'm on my third one now in sort of say say 36 years yeah um and the second one i could have just fixed it but i just treated myself <laughs> to a new one because <laughs> the other one was getting a little bit uh a little bit dicky <laughs> I kept kind of going on and off. Um, what's the glue you stick the beads on with? <coughs> it's, it's literally called mitre glue. Uh, there's different brands of it, LSC. Um, uh, it's about, I think, a large. You get you get the glue. B and Q and places like that don't seem to sell it. You need to go to a builders, merchants, or you can you can order it online. Um, the glue pots not particularly big but it goes a fair distance and you get a can of spray with it um if you just push the bead on and then don't use the spray after um it takes a well it takes a bit longer but with the accelerator i tend to basically stick it on and then just give it a quick spray uh, count the five and let it go and it's and you're good to go but it's uh yes yeah, generally it's called mitre glue because it's chippies will use it for um when they're doing a little bit of uh uh, what do you call it a plimp around a kitchen or something like that they can just quick put some on spray it on push it together hold it for five ten seconds let it go and they're, they're good to go whereas they used to like maybe stick them on with um, wood glue and have to put little clamps on to hold them so it's mostly a glue that a chippy a carpenter would use um <laughs> not normally something a plaster would use but uh, it's becoming popular um the, again the video on the left all the beads there have been stuck on with um with mitre glue so mitre glue is what you kind of you want to be searching for um and it comes with an accelerant spray 
Uh, yeah, I don't know if, if your question's been answered there, James. Is it the, the uh, yeah, you can get uh, the mite glue in uh, decent um, sort of builders merchants, but um, they won't. Uh, places like B and Q don't do it. They do super glue, but that's just ordinary super glue. So it's mite glue with an accelerant spray. It always comes with a spray. You get the glue and a can of spray, and uh, so you literally put the glue on the bead. Um, then I just push it on. I give it a quick spray up and down. Count the ten, let it go, and it's um, you're good to go to the next bead. Yeah, no, give it a go. I mean, you might not like it, um, but <laughs> I didn't think I'd like it because a guy suggested it. What's his name on YouTube? Um, Plastering Guru, I think he is. And uh, it crossed my mind to use it, and I thought because okay, it's got a bit of a smell to it, but it doesn't. It's not a nasty smell, um, but that goes quite quickly. And um, I thought, nah, I don't think I'm a bother. And then he did a video of him using it, and I thought, oh, I'll try it, but I don't know if I'll, I'll use it that often. But um, <laughs> I got it, and uh, and I did. <laughs> and, I, and I use it a lot. <laughs> it's costing me a fortune in glue. <laughs> um, but uh, no, but it's not, it's, no, it's not too bad. And for the time, it can save you on certain jobs. Um, I love it, yeah. Yeah, give it a go and see what you think. And uh, yeah, when you come back or leave comments um, later on or on another videos, um, let us know how you got on with it and what you thought of it. But uh, but mm. I love it. Uh -huh. uh, Ray, uh, I've used that sticks like sticks sticks like. Sorry, Ray, what's that? Oh, I've used that sticks like stuff to stuff for beads. Yeah, sorry, mate, I'm getting old. Um, yeah, I mean, some guys use um, carpet carpet glue spray. Um, it doesn't go off as quick, but um, other guys use uh, uh, a cork. Stick them on with cork. Uh, builders, uh, you know, filling cork. Um, <clears throat> uh, some guys now buy. Um, <clears throat> it's a bit like the fiberglass. Um, joint tape to kind of stick the beads on with that but yeah they, they don't look that great as far as I can see um, what's that you can now buy bead yeah the bead tape Michael yeah yeah that's the stuff I was just literally uh, mentioning then um, I've, I've seen it and I've seen a few pictures of it being used and I think a couple of videos and yeah it, it looks a Okay, it's another way of sticking a bead, but um, compared to the other options, uh, I wouldn't have been that keen. <coughs> uh, where are we? Do, do, do. Darren, hi, Darren. Uh, <coughs> I've got a deep scratch on my uh, Plusy Flex trail. Any tips on repair or replace it? Uh, 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 cheers for that, mate. Cheers. Um, when you say a scratch, do you mean like do you mean a dink in the uh, in the edge of the blade? Um, obviously, if it's if you've got a scratch on your back or the front of the trout, that's not an issue. If you've got if you've got a nasty dink in the blade, it's whether or not you can um, you can wear it like rub it out on the, on stone or on the, um, with. Um, <sighs> it's. Um, Sandpaper. <laughs> so I'm having a senior moment there. Um, yeah, on the old um, 
if, if it's too deep and nick then you just need to buy another trowel because i had that one side of the trowel i had it for years and i dropped it and it just i don't know what it hit and it had a, literally had a semicircle in it and it was so deep into the edge of the blade it was it had it <laughs> but um <coughs> but yeah yeah it purely depends how bad how bad the nick is mate in the in the trowel but yeah that's a bummer when uh when you do damage it the job i'm on today the um i got there there was uh i'm doing a whole stairs and landing at the minute and it did have a handrail down the right hand side one of those old ones and i knew the guy was going to put put it back again and when i got there this morning he put all the screws back in and it goes up the wall and around the corner and <laughs> i don't know there's about 50 screws and uh, I did say to him, and it's something I'm going to try because I bought it, uh, it'd be in the next video. Um, I bought these little spots that one of the other guys told me about. Uh, they're either red or blue, <clears throat> and they're little circles, and you literally stick them on to the wall you're going to plaster. <clears throat> and when you skim over it, apparently it better work. Oh, I'll be in big trouble otherwise. <laughs> the, um, the red or the blue, whatever the color the stain is, bleeds through your finish so you can see exactly where your screw hole is and uh, i bought a pack of these it's about uh, i think it's 25 it was about eight eight or nine quid um <clears throat> and i've realized i need more than 25 <laughs> now but hey ho um yeah and um <laughs> they seem like a really good idea for uh, uh, finding out where screws and stuff are um can't remember what question i'm answering now oh yeah because dinking a trowel and nine times out of ten you end up dinking a trowel on on the flipping screw that's in a wall and uh when you're doing a big wall well, as you, any of you guys that do quite a lot of plastering will know going around screws is doable but it's such a pain in the uh in the rear end <laughs> to have to do it but um hopefully these things you know if they work man i'll, I'll order them in bulk because uh yeah i'd love to just stick little dots where people want screws to go back in uh most often times it'll be radiators and stuff like that or tv brackets and uh <clears throat> if they work well you'll definitely know if they don't because i'll be <laughs> telling everybody but um yeah uh, they'll, they'll be in my next video so uh hopefully they'll, they'll do a good job uh, yeah and i think that bead tape is probably a bit pricey lse uh Dink. yeah darren yeah if it's a dink mate um if you if you can get it out but if it's if it's really deep you, it's a new trail job i'm afraid what's that um don't throw it out if it's badly dinked cut into strips and use it for awkward areas oh, how would you cut it though <laughs> with an angle grinder or um uh, yeah, you could probably cut, you can cut it with tin snips, could you? But uh, yeah, if you if you can cut it and use it for um, getting into, uh, yeah, I don't know how well that would work. <laughs> I think it'd probably easier <laughs> to just buy some of the uh, <coughs> the narrow margin ones for doing up against the edge of door frames and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's an idea. It's an idea. Paul, hi, Paul. Uh, Darren. Uh, that thermalite blocks are quite good for rubbing yeah thermalite blocks uh well concrete blocks as well uh mix and scratches in trails this is very very true ray when will that vid be out i'm literally filming it at the moment mate i, I started it today 
actually I'm probably going to put out in little bits um, because people prefer short videos than long ones um, it'll be called um, day in the life of the plaster or something like that um, and I'll, it probably won't be tonight but I'll, I'll put the first bit up uh, and it's got these red dots in it which I'm sticking on uh, also I'm pretty sure I've pretty sure I've put a picture of them on my um, uh, somewhere on the YouTube channel up in the community um, tab I think I put a picture of them up in there. I put, I put a picture of them up somewhere. I just can't exactly remember where. But uh, but uh, yeah, if they work, they'll be um, they'll be brilliant. If they don't, oh, this is how I'll be in big trouble because I'm gonna have to re-drill all these guys' uh, <laughs> holes for his banister, <laughs> which I haven't allowed for that in the province. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, <laughs> get your teeth on it. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I've got, I bought myself, uh, I've, normally for most of my videos, I've got a standard kind of like video camera that I use, <clears throat> and uh, talking with some of the other um, the other spreads, I've seen some of their footage is, really seems to be crispy clear, and, uh, and they said, oh, get a GoPro, mate, get a GoPro, so um, I've got a GoPro 9, I've only literally just got it, and I was using that today, but you can, um, you can get better perspectives with it, you can, you can see a lot more of a, of a wall using this camera it does nice clear pictures um, and you can stick it on your dashboard or on your head <laughs> it's waterproof um, <clears throat> so uh, I'm gonna make most of it in the next video and a few of the videos and, uh, and you have to give me your opinion and see what you think um, I'll be using my other camera as well but because this one's new obviously <laughs> I want to play with it so, <laughs> so my next video or two will be um, probably mostly using that camera and, uh, and we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see what happens Oh dear, how are we doing for time? Yeah, put on the old goggles. Mm -mm. I've had this computer and I still don't know where to look for the time. Four minutes past eight, four minutes past eight. Oh yeah, it's not bad. We normally end up on, uh, doing about an hour and a half or something like that on here. Um, don't like to have them too long because I do put them up as, um, as videos as well and I generally tend to use these as a uh, put them up as a podcast from wherever you get your uh, podcasts and, and Spotify, obviously, which is a big one. Because <clears throat> uh, some people like to listen to Ask the Plasterer at work, uh, sticking in some headphones, find it as a podcast, and uh, off you go. And listen to my lovely dulcet tones and anyone that ever rings in. <laughs> this is rare, but say a guy rang in last week and it was just nice to have a chat with someone <laughs> uh, live and get another voice on this, uh, uh, on this live stream. <laughs> But uh, if you guys don't mind just listening to me, uh, then that's absolutely fine. Uh, JT, hi JT. LSC, um, uh, yeah, take care, mate. If you if you if you're just going, uh, JT, um, why do people say you should only use Superflex trousers at the end, then flatten with a speed, then flatten with a speed skim? Spree skim is flexible as well, so it's no different than using the Superflex. Um, hang on, why do you only use Superflex trowels at the end? It's just if you use a, if you use a Superflex trowel um, too soon, because of the flexibility in it. What you shouldn't use a Superflex trowel for is laying on, because uh, if it's very flexible, the idea it, it, it will it will dip into any kind of dips, it can make dips in your finish. Um, I mean, back in the day, 
a skimming used to be a free coat affair and one of those coats you had to put on or i was told i had to put it on with a wooden float because it was rigid and solid and it would not flex to get a nice flat wall um <clears throat> obviously uh, Marshall towns aren't that flexible um, which is why you use those generally for laying on uh, and the flexi trowels mostly for when you're hitting it with the water or, or, or polishing up um again the uh the only metal blade i will use it's slightly flexible is on my um metal bladed speed skim and i will only use that when i'm putting water on the wall stage of um of the skim of the set uh but uh, yeah so you can you can get dips if you use a flexible trowel for laying on or for troweling up too soon um yeah but it's one of those things i mean if you can um, you can try it out in different ways but um but that's the that's that's the main what most guys would tell you at the end of the day <coughs> i think at one point i did try i'd, I'd trowel something up a bit too early it was still a bit wet um using the flexible trowel and uh yeah it didn't um i, I went over it again while i still could <laughs> with my martial sound when it was a lot better <laughs> so uh yeah so there's a little bit of experience from that from that viewpoint um uh, james are you using any uh, skinny brush on your internals mate also what's your brush technique uh when sets are done at different times um i use yeah i go down my internals and often as well across the ceiling and if i'm going down to a skirting across the skirting i'll use a small brush uh, with water to get around those edges or to or to take my internals in i'm only using internal twitcher for my internals if i'm doing two wet walls at the same time um but i will run a at the finishing stage i will run, run a water brush uh, up and down the uh, the internal joints um skinny brush internals uh, what's your brush technique when sets are done at different times do you mean if i'm doing a I've got one wall that's set and's gone off already, and then I'm coming up to that um, with a new with a new set. Uh, if that's what you are asking me, then I just come up but up against the one that's already gone, and uh, when the time's right, I will run again a thin water brush <clears throat> up and down where the new set meets the gone off set um, to get a nice angle and uh, does a job every time. Uh, around if I'm doing a job, if I'm doing a ceiling for someone and but i'm not touching the walls they don't want the walls doing i always yeah probably nine times out of ten i run a cork bead uh around the edge of the ceiling um main reason looks bloody brilliant afterwards <laughs> rather than having a kind of a bit of a wiggle of plaster even if it's just the water mark that's up there if you run a cork bead around it um, and they say, and, and the walls—they're just going to repaint the walls or whatever. <clears throat> um, it finishes off your ceiling really nice because you get a nice edge to it. It's a bit like if you cut the grass on a lawn, and you don't cut around the edges, and there's bits of grass growing up the fence. It don't look as good as if you trim all around the edges of the fences. <laughs> um, it's just getting a neat edge round. Um, so, in those circumstances, I'll use a bit of cork, but I won't use cork on an internal unless it's um, it's the original wall that they're just going to paint and i'm taking the new set up to that and then um depends how it looks but if but yeah if it's nice and straight because i will say to people you know if, if your wall is badly out a skim on it is not going to make it 
straight you know yeah i can you know if you want me to at price for it you know i can bond it out or bring bring the skim out thick enough that you'll get the, the, the straight on the internal but um generally so if it's on the wonk even slightly i won't put a bead down it because the white bead emphasizes the, the fact that the angle isn't absolutely um square <clears throat> but if it is uh, again i will run a, a cork bead down where my plaster meets the original plaster that they're not they're not touching uh, just, just makes for a nicer looking finish at the end of the day um, again i've had no issues with that and customers seem to love it so um doo -doo -doo. are you using any oh no i've done a bit uh, JT, do you prefer a Feveridge or Derby for external rendering? Um, I did quite like a Derby, to be honest. I mean, I haven't done any major rendering for a long time. Um, and um, <laughs> sadly, I am using <laughs> my speed skim <laughs> for ruling. <laughs> and I've got a long, uh, a long Feveridge, uh, aluminium Feveridge uh, that I use. Um, yeah, Derby was nice because of the way you could grip on their handles for rolling. So, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't go out and buy a Derby now because I don't do enough rendering anymore. But, um, but, uh, but if I did do more rendering, um, sand cement rendering, I would I'll pop out and buy a Derby as opposed to just using the feather, uh, an alley straight edge feather edge. Um, uh, is there much difference between the two? Um, probably not at the end of the day. Between a Feveridge and um, a Derby, as I say, that a Derby is just more controllable and you can get a tilt because you've got two handles. Um, well, they're like, um, they're like hawk handles, basically, aren't they? <clears throat> Which you can screw in to a Derby and you've got more, you just got more control when you're trying to angle it for feathering stuff off and what have you. But, uh, but yeah, that's the only difference there. <clears throat> Oh, I'll do some more coke, but I'm out. How are we doing? All right, guys, if I can leave you just for 10 seconds to chat among yourselves while I uh, go and grab myself another drink, because I am really, <laughs> really thirsty. I'll be back in a second. And I'm back in the room. Yep. 
Hello. Sorry about that. <coughs> Don't mind forfeiting my dinner when I get in late to do after pasture. <laughs> I'm thirsty. Especially as I have to do most of the talking. Because <laughs> a lot of you guys <laughs> never ring in. Uh, right. <laughs> oh, let's change the screen just for a minute. There you go. <laughs> so, has anyone got any other questions that they would like to ask? Plastering related. Well, generally, plastering related. Uh, otherwise, people that tune in to ask the plasterer <laughs> start talking about something else. They'll go, yeah, yes, not quite what I signed up for. But uh, yeah, so new video out soon. Um, as I say, it's some short ones I'm doing with the old um, GoPro because uh, I think I just like wearing a camera on my head. <laughs> Customers, look at you, a bit funny. But, uh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Ray, uh, when floating out a block wall, do you damp the walls first with water or do you um, use water down? PVA um, depends. I mean, if it's if the weather's not too hot, but, I mean, sunny in the summer. Uh, depending whether the if whether the sun's been directly on the wall or not. If it hasn't, or it is, but the temperature's reasonable, so reasonable hot as opposed to like can't stand it hot. Um, I'll soak it with a hose if it's breeze blocks. Um, <clears throat> But give it a good soak and then see how basically see how fast it's sucking in um the water um you could i suppose you could put a water down p v a on it um wouldn't do any harm at the end of the day uh, to do that but uh yeah i would generally i i would i would normally um, just soak the wall with a hose if assuming the hose is available um on the job yeah hope that helps right Mm. <clears throat> yeah guys for any of you that don't know <laughs> which is hard to believe <laughs> if the i bang on about it uh plastering community uh it's a discord server where basically it's, it's called ask the plasterer and there is a link in the description of all my videos to uh to that on there you can ask not just me questions but all the other guys are on there as well i say all the other guys at the moment there's about 21 of us on there which isn't a massive deal <laughs> but um so it's a little bit quiet but um the more people sign up to it uh, the busier it'll get uh, you can post pictures on there videos on there um you can live chat on there if you want to uh, you don't have to ring it into it or anything you just literally just click on a button you can either listen to other people chatting or you can just join in um and you can type to each other on there there's text talk text uh, text text tool text that tool yeah chatting about tools <laughs> uh chatting about plastering uh different kind of channels on it but it's the um it's a discord server ask the plasterer the links are in the description sign up to it it's easy to become a member you ain't got to fill anything in you just have to click a little <laughs> click a little tick and and you, and you become a member uh, it's as simple as that um it is a, it is an app but it's um it's a silly little app, but it's uh, 
It can be really good. Uh, oh, diggity da! I'm like, I'm disappointed. I still can't work out how to get on Discord. There's a. Uh, we're going. <laughs> go on the link. Go on the link, mate. Get back on there, and um, it should be self-explanatory. If you are getting on it at all, uh, tell me what the issues are. Send me an email <laughs> to Eric the plasterer at gmail.com uh <clears throat> right uh, do, 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 do. rob hi rob uh i've just got myself an ox speed skin uh 900 yep brilliant uh any tips as i've not used one before um yeah 900 is a great uh it's a great size size wise it's, it's not too small it's not too big it's just right for most jobs uh, that i found because i'm basically using the 900 all the time um i'm assuming you've got the plastic one um and that if, if it's the only one you've got it's the plastic one is what you want because um, basically uh, you chuck your first coat on and then you roll it off using the plastic speed skin um, flattens it out lovely um, it opens the pores of the plaster the texture of the plaster which helps it to set uh, if you have if you've accidentally bought a metal bladed speed skin um you can't really use that until you're on the second coat and, and chucking water on it stage of sort of trailing it across because a metal speed skin will draw the water to the surface of your finish and make it blister apart from other things it can also do um so yeah, if it's a plastic one uh you generally you put your first coat on you roll it off with the speed skin um for me personally i then knock up what i've got left um of my first mix it's starting to get a little bit thicker this time obviously it goes off a bit quicker when you do this um i water that down and i hit my second coat more or less straight away over the top of that first coat um then i leave that and then when that's picking up enough i will that i can put water on it that's when i will use a metal bladed speed skim if you haven't got a metal blade speed skim it's you can go over over it again with a plastic speed skin but make sure you've got um, quite a bit of water on it if it's starting to pull because you will get uh, quite a lot of tiger striping in it if it's too dry uh, and can and it can drag the plaster being a plastic one um, but uh, just put plenty of water on it and then just um, finish off with your trowel of a Marshalltown trowel but generally industry standard or one of the fancy ones um, or then a flexible to finish off but uh yeah that helps me Zoltar, hello hello mate yeah nice to see you where you been you just got here jt do you still think uh, plastering is a good trade for youngsters coming up yeah i mean i mean plastering i think they've, they've made a lot of new tools and different types of spray on plasters and stuff Stuff, but there's a lot of them are still very gimmicky things or kind of bits of equipment that either cost a fortune or they can't um, um, well they can only get them in, in onto big jobs you can't get them in a domestic house if you do a lot of domestic work which is basically all I do now um, I used to work in construction on um, sites for builders and companies but um, I knocked that on the edge years ago because this it's just a nicer life doing domestic jobs um, and yeah there's plenty of work out there even with all the plasterers that uh that, that are about though people often say to me oh i can't find a plasterer to save my life i'm thinking you sure <laughs> just look on youtube it's hundreds of us <laughs> and a lot of channels as well when I, when I started this channel 
I thought there's a lot of guys out there <laughs> like plasterers doing teaching as well and uh, and other stuff and uh, is it going to um, you know is it worth it <laughs> but uh, no I love it and uh, you know I'm not breaking the bank <laughs> or anything but uh, yeah what we got about 1300 um, subscribers now which is lovely it's not it's not in the hundreds of thousands but who knows <laughs> one day but yeah work wise it's still it's still a good trade to get into and a lot of younger guys still are um there is also i think it's still there a link in the description to uh the government are doing a they're doing lots of um stage three courses for free um if you're eligible you have to be 19 and over um well you could get yourself you have to look into it uh, um on to on a free um oh mastering course basically um without having to pay because there's a lot of plastering courses you can go on and pay 600 pounds upwards uh, to do a week's intensive training um obviously it'd be crazy to think when you come off of that that you can just go and hit some big job somewhere but um you find out your limits fairly quick just have to start off um start off carefully but uh but yeah still a, definitely a good trade to get into i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't put anybody off off of doing it at all uh, james what's the best way to practice on stilts i oh, mate, literally just to practice on stilts <laughs> the uh, when i first bought my stilts um you put them on um i can't remember how i put them on i think i sat on my staircase which i'm lucky enough to have a staircase and uh pulled myself up on the uh this isn't the way i do it now i'll stick a ladder up against the wall um and you basically walk along the wall holding on to the wall because if you've never used them before you might not want to let go of the wall I mean, when i first bought a pair of stilts i thought i'd wasted my money because i was i was kind of petrified <laughs> i put them on but um you do get the hang of them pretty quickly and, and the way that the legs are sprung loaded uh and the feet uh or pivot and everything um they don't take that long to get hold of and i've used them for years now and stilts are brilliant in my opinion um yeah for any big ceiling because you ain't got to worry about um someone asked me i don't think i answered their question i don't know when they asked me now uh, it might have been in one of the comments um how do you trowel up um like trowel up a ceiling if you've just got a hop up the short answer is you can't <laughs> You can only do it as far as you can reach and then you have to get down and move it you can put uh, use two op ups with a plank across but doing that compared to just whacking on some stilts and you can walk up and down and trail cross trail the ceiling one way and cross trail it the other way um i often uh, use my speed skim up on my stilts as well um it's only very recently since i bought a pole and an attachment <laughs> that i've whacked the stuff on get off my stilts and then go from the floor um because in some cases it's a bit easier uh, it's a bit more difficult to get the hang of using a speed skim on a pole from the floor uh, than up in the air when you're still using it but um it comes in handy if you've got a ceiling that's so high you don't want to put your stilts up that high <laughs> because the mine don't like are adjustable but uh yeah the only way to get used to the stilts is to, is just, just to practice on them like anything else at the end of the day don't don't ever wear them outside though it's dangerous as hell um do, do, do. Best way to press How do you get rid of your plastering waste when on domestic job, dirty water, and left over plaster, etc.? So, um, my I always keep one bucket for the dirty water, like for whisk, uh, cleaning out the whisk and stuff in between sets, in between mixes, and um, I 
tend to pour off it does tend to settle when you're doing your last set um, I pour off most of the water into another bucket um, that I will put down the loo um, might have a little bit of residue in it but not a lot there's a bit of sludgy runny stuff that's left I will either put it straight into a, a rubble sack as it is or you can chuck a handful of um, finish or bonding or anything else you've got into the slop that's left in that bucket to make it thicker and just take it out and shove it in a shove it in a, a black a black sack uh, to take home and then just rinse your buckets out um, but yeah don't it's not great I don't ever put a load of sludge down someone's not even their loo um, because it can settle and you don't want to be blocking up any pipes or anything like that so uh, that's what I do daily I um yeah yeah it's fairly straightforward it's always been a pain getting rid of dirty water and stuff um <clears throat> but that's all you can do really Patrick hello Patrick uh make good make good finish sit sorry <laughs> You're not new to typing, Patrick, are you? Yeah, no worries, Diggity. No worries, mate. Uh, right, how are we doing? Any more any more questions, guys? I might go and have some dinner if you haven't. <laughs> hey, I don't mind eating my dinner late. As long as I can keep you happy. Can answer all your burning questions. Uh, <clears throat> I can't find an employed plastering job. These both pastors are self-employed. I was always skeptical about being self-employed as no guaranteed work, no pension, etc. How do you find it? Um, <sighs> how do I find it? I would never want to work for anybody else ever. From the minute I went, um, well, when I went self-employed, 1984, what was I, 20 something? Uh, early 20s and um, the uh, the risks are kind of and the not getting sick pay and all that are kind of not having to work for a boss I mean your only boss really um, especially if you do domestic work is your customer that day or that couple of days or that week and um, you're not stuck with going to the same place all the time um, trying to get a job as a plasterer for a company even if you do generally they still want you to be self-employed anyway they're getting getting in a company on the cards now is um <clears throat> it's quite difficult as far as i know um yeah and back in the day it was more or less like if you were going to become a spread you just kind of took it for granted you were going to be self-employed <clears throat> i mean i quite relished the fact when i was younger when i started it of oh yeah i kind of got myself a little old van <laughs> that was a bit of a death trap but hey <laughs> me, me dad painted uh, god bless him he's been long gone <clears throat> painted uh, my little plastering man on the side and me name <laughs> probably looking at it now pretty rough being painted by hand I was quite good at painting my old man but it was no no Rembrandt <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah I found it um, I've never regretted this is probably the best answer I've never regretted going self-employed as a plasterer you get, yeah, you get, you get some tough times, but um, but that tough times. When I'm talking about tough times, I mean like I've I've lived through kind of like two recessions <laughs> since I've been self-employed plasterer. Um, they weren't great, uh, but I did a bit of cab driving at that point. <coughs> but being able to 
basically choose your own times and days. I mean, if you want to take some days off whenever, you just take them and you just book your jobs around them. You know, you don't have to ask the boss that you're working on, what can I have next week off or the week after that? But even as a plasterer for a plastering company on the cards, you can't just have a week off willy-nilly. You know, you can book it. But um, so, yeah, self-employed all the way, all the way. It's not easy, but, you know. Um, but no job ever is. <laughs> Uh, pension, yeah, yeah, pensions. You got to be. Um, I started the pension when I first went self-employed, and I think I paid into it for about five years, <laughs> and then I stopped, which probably wasn't the best thing to do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, you have to you have to make your own decision at the end of the day. If you want, if you want to get in with the old plastering, then. Um, yeah, you probably will have to be self-employed, but um, bite the bullet. I mean, I don't know if you're a really young guy or an older guy um, wanting to do it, but uh, good luck. Good luck with it. Patrick, have you well, have you used a, a battery whisk? I've never used a battery whisk. I know the expensive, good-branded ones are uh, amazing. Um, I wouldn't bother buying a cheap uh, battery one, but no, I've not. I've always had a plug-in uh, 240. Um, Rafina Mega Mixer because they knock up anything from any kind of plaster to sand and cement. So, um, fantastic. Uh, is it worth the investment? Um, what, a battery whisk? I, yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. But, I mean, the guys that have had them so far um, think they're fantastic, think they're lovely, but I haven't had them for that long. <laughs> I don't know how hard wearing they are. As I said, I've had um, I've had three mega mixers in thirty six years, and I probably could have got away with not buying the third one. My um, second one was just a bit bad, and it was getting a little bit temperamental, so I bought another one. But um, so they last the distance. I know guys that have had the same mega mixer for thirty six years, <laughs> just the one. Um, if anything goes, it'll be the brushes, and uh, you can just buy some new brushes. You can buy brushless whisks. Um, now but um yeah so they're good but i don't know whether they're worth the layout at the end of the day if you really need a battery whisk or you work on a site and you don't want to have to worry about uh, <coughs> leads or transformers um and how much how much meterage you can knock out if you're working that way <coughs> on the site that it might be good to have one but um but i'm generally a plug-in a plug-in mixer even if you have to buy a 110 one if you're working on site as opposed to a 240 <clears throat> because most of my jobs now are, are domestic um i just got a 240 plug-in uh, and the lead's not a big deal hope that helps pat uh, ray Wait, the first time on here really enjoyed it oh cheers ray nice one uh thanks for your information cheers buddy no worries ray if you're going mate uh, nice to see you thanks for coming along and uh yeah I'm pretty sure you've already subscribed to my channel and I uh, look forward to seeing you in the next Ask the Plasterer which is in a fortnight's time uh, Zoltar do you prefer big jobs as a week long or one day jobs like the odd ceiling um, I like them oh evening darling <laughs> oh, my daughter's popped on to see you <laughs> but my ear needs uh, sorting out Sorry, babe. I got in. I got just about got in in time from work to do uh, ask the plasterer tonight, so I didn't have time to have a shower, so uh, or eat me dinner. But I have got 
I have got a Coca-Cola <laughs> to keep me going. Um, so what was I saying? Uh, yeah, it's also, um, I don't, I don't mind any job that lasts up to about a week. Um, doesn't matter if it goes on for longer than a week. Um, I quite like one day jobs as well, two day jobs, ceiling here, a room there. Um, yeah, it's nice. I mean, if you go to a job, maybe you're going to be on for a week or probably two at the most. After that, it's just nice to go somewhere else for a change of scenery to do exactly the same thing all over again. But uh, yeah, Michael, uh, how is the cement situation on your side of the country? Um, cement, that's in sand cement, cement. Um, yeah, no problem at all at the minute, mate. South Wales is like gold dust. Hmm. Oh, saying that, <laughs> I, haven't had a, I haven't had a good look really recently, but um, yeah, which uh, I better I better double check as I got a rendering job on <laughs> in about a week's time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I didn't realise um, there was an issue up there. Well, I don't know why. I don't suppose you know why either, do you? Just the, the fact that it's a bit. Uh, oh, my you, I could, I could sell you a bag <laughs> for hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> if you want I'll send it by courier and it's about another hundred quid for the postage because of the weight <laughs> oh dear uh, good answer I can't remember what I was answering now words uh, AT <laughs> uh, I was working for a firm uh, they went bust oh I've been there mate uh, then I haven't been on the trail since because I didn't have enough contacts to be self-employed at the time um uh, hi PMPH, nice to see you mate, evening. Um, yeah, no, I worked for a firm years ago, uh, Perfectionist Plastering they were called, which I thought then, that's back in the 80s, I thought, well, that's a dodgy name to have, really asking for trouble. Um, and they went bust, eventually, uh, took on too much work, um, and made a big boo-boo with some, um, they took on some, uh, I think it was Artex in ceilings in this great big estate we were plastering, and, um, they didn't put in it and there was trace heating in the ceiling and and the flats were furnished it was quite posh over hooper square in the near tower bridge and uh, when they tested the heating all the um artex was peeling off the ceiling and dropping down onto the floor um and they went bust uh, long story short <laughs> i got most of my money <laughs> that's another reason i didn't like working for builders and rather like, like for myself i mean i was still self-employed um but yeah, uh, doo -doo -doo. yeah. Good evening, uh, MP. Uh, missed you again. You missed me. We missed me again. What you mean? You mean you just you just you've just come on now because you didn't realise that Arthur Plaster was always on at seven. Uh, oh, I didn't realise it was on this Monday. Every every fortnight, mate. It, it did change a bit because of Easter. But other than that, uh, at the minute it's still seven o'clock uh, every two weeks. So not next Monday, but the Monday after seven o'clock. Don't be late, MP. Oh. <laughs> Uh, dear, <coughs> cement is either unavailable currently or limited to five bags per customer. I overordered by mistake uh, when I did the foot into my extension. I've got about 178 bags. Uh, yeah, I think you need to send some of that to <coughs> upcountry. JT, uh, so you've, uh, you've only got one seed in to reskim. One hit, how much would you charge for it? Because you probably wouldn't be able to fit another job in the same day. If it's gonna if it's gonna take if you're gonna do any job, there's no such thing, JT is a half day job. It's a day. Um 
basically because as you say yeah you, you're not going to start trying to make up part if you're a handyman it does bits of things in different jobs that's the different story but when you're a plasterer you're um and you're, you're putting your skill out there for people they are paying for your skill they're not because they're not paying through the nose for the plaster because let's face it plaster is not madly expensive it's, it's your skill that they're paying for and uh i will always charge a day's money that i'll say sorry like there's a minimum charge for if a job is small before i will quote someone i, say, oh, I don't need to quote them if, it is, if it's very small I'll say look I'm, I'm quite happy to do that job for you but there's a minimum charge of 200 quid in london um, it depends where they are if it's fairly nearby and it's um, straightforward it'd be 200 quid by the time you bought the gear uh everything else you have to take into account because you're self-employed that you're paying for your vehicle your tax your insurance your pension and everything else you can't go doing a job for sort of like half a day's money and then just having the rest of the day off um because basically you've used up a day of your life so uh yeah always charge a decent minimum amount for for a day even if you charge a bit less than what you might normally for a day's work um because i can charge 250 350 um uh, for work but generally my, my jobs are priced up anyway i don't tend to do day work um <coughs> so uh yeah jt um never sell yourself short mate it's, it's so easy to do i don't know i have done it in the past i still under quote on some jobs now and then think oh there <laughs> uh dear you can forget you're doing it for a living you know if you're doing it for a hobby, it don't really matter, does it? For all a bit of money on the side, but uh, MP, I mean, oh, 17 bags. Yeah, 178 bags <laughs> would have been really overordering. <laughs> MP, uh, no, cool, mate. Yeah, don't miss me next time. That's it. Seven o'clock, two weeks' time <laughs> on Monday, <laughs> unless something important happens. Uh, no, what can be more important than uh, turning up at Ask the Plaster? I do not know. <clears throat> my notifications are coming through late. Oh, my emails are always, notifications from my emails are always coming through late. I don't know if something to do with Google, if, you're, if yours are Google. <clears throat> Patrick, uh, what's the day rate? Uh, day rate, London, 250, 350. <clears throat> Depends how good you are, uh, how much you can knock out. Um, and as I say, if it depends, um, if I'm doing a standard room, just skimming, if it includes the ceiling, you're looking at 600 pounds, including the gear. Um, <clears throat> I do offer, this, I do say that I'll take the gear and the mess away and, um, and, and leave it tidy <laughs> and no mess and that they're, uh, they're getting a good deal. Um, um, yeah, I mean, if it takes if it takes longer to then um, I, it takes me a couple of days to do a whole room because uh, I'm not going to kill myself. Uh, extra time and stuff, additives are great, but um, you know, <clears throat> I don't want to I don't want to knock out a whole room in a day, <laughs> including the ceiling. Uh, if it's a box room, okay, fair enough. But um, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a standard room or more, um, I always allow a couple of days for it. Um, so it's got to be at least six hundred quid. Uh, maybe 550 if I don't want the ceiling done and it's just the walls <laughs> if you're not paying into a pension anymore how do you plan to retire uh, yeah well JT I, I haven't mentioned because I didn't want to put you off that I probably 
be plastering till I'm 90 if I can keep going. <laughs> I might only be able to reach halfway up most walls. So when I, my quotes will have to be selective to um, people that only want plastering doing up to the um, dado rail. <laughs> uh, I mean, ideally, uh, as a lot of friends and other guys I knew back then <laughs> managed to get hold of another property. <laughs> which they kind of like have as their pension to, uh, to rent out or to uh, or to sell at the end of the day. But um, yeah, yeah. What's this space? Uh, you have to, I have to come back to you on that one, mate. But yeah, it's not sensible to not... Um, mind you, in some pensions, the way the um, just rates went uh, with uh, interest rates, I mean, years ago, you kind of think, oh yeah, it was worth having a pension it was worth worth a mint and then suddenly it um because interest rates been so low for so many years after the pensions haven't aren't coughing up what they're meant to which i discovered when i came to because i had an endowment mortgage for my place and uh it should have been paid off oh 10 years ago and i still got to, uh, now I've still got to pay for another 10 years because the interest which was meant to cover <laughs> the mortgage wasn't enough so, um, so yeah, so those kind of things put you off of paying into long-term um, pensions unless you can sort something else out. You've got to make your fortune, mate. You've got to make your fortune. That's how you retire. Is <laughs> uh, there plenty of work in London? Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's been no issues with work. Um, the only time it wasn't busy was the proper first lockdown when um, everything was properly shut. A lot of customers didn't want you around their house and you couldn't get any plaster for love nor money. <clears throat> so that even when the work picked up again, you still couldn't get any plaster for love nor money. Um, are you still getting a, are you guys still getting a decent picture? Because another picture I'm getting shown on my YouTube thing is, looks really blurry. I just might mean because I ain't got my glasses on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, there's there's plenty of work, Patrick. In, well, in London anyway. Um, I mean, it can it can vary depending on who you are. Uh, one of my other subscribers, uh, Nick the Greek, I think, he booked up until August doing stuff. I don't know how. <laughs> Most of my customers there they won't wait. They won't wait a couple of weeks. <laughs> X amount of months. Uh, <clears throat> ever thought of taking on Zolta? Ever thought of taking on a labourer? No, I used to have one before the days of the whisk when I had a tin bath and. Um, you had to knock up bonding and uh, browning with a, a rake and a shovel. But um, after I forgot a whisk, I thought there's no point in having a labourer. Um, it doesn't warrant the expense you'd have to charge for the labourer. <clears throat> and I'd rather charge a bit less than, than have whatever I'd be behind the labourer <laughs> and stick it in my own bank. Uh, what's on the help? Yeah, getting help nowadays. There's a lot of rules concerning, um, even if you take on someone legit, um, if you take someone on doing kind of cash casual work, um, you can get in trouble for that, obviously. If, um, well, you can get caught out somewhere along the line. If you take someone on in a kind of pucker way, then the amount of rights, that you, the, the kind of things, you can't just go, oh, you're rubbish, I'm, I'm getting shot of you. Because they've got a lot of, a lot more rights than they used to have. If, a guy, if you took a guy on properly and he was a rubbish labourer or a rubbish... Uh, doing anything <clears throat> you could get shot of them and say oh, sorry mate you're just not up to the job but um that's not as easy anymore so you do have to be a little bit uh, a little bit careful fear is the mind killer ah fear is the mind killer have you been on it before you're kind of 
name sounds vaguely familiar as long internet names go uh, can you tell me if you ever plastered internally onto bath stuff not bath stone in particularly if so what did you use what's the um oh. it's because in a lot of older buildings depending on how the build is the whole building made of bath stone a lot of older buildings and stone buildings uh they use like lime they're talking about lime plastering because it's got some flexibility in it uh, as well as all the new kind of plasters the uh, new plasters the plasters generally that are used today they've got no flexibility whatsoever and if you put them on onto stonework or to anything that might be have some movement in it it's just going to crack crack up and at some at some stage and uh and, and not, not be great so so no i haven't um i haven't gone particularly onto bath stone um but uh yeah yeah you definitely need to look that up on the but i'm pretty sure you're you're talking about, you're talking about lime plastering <clears throat> which is well something i haven't done for years but uh yeah i hope it could be more help than that mate uh doo -doo -doo -doo. simon cheshire my missus got us your missus got a superflex free trial for christmas <laughs> don't really do a lot of rendering anymore so do you have any tips uh to break in the new trail uh, breaking the new trail mate uh, what is it a flex a super flex if it's a super flex it shouldn't need a lot of breaking in to be honest with you i mean things are the the things are ever so thin anyway and um yeah i think most most super flex type trails are more or less sort of a pre-worn in things if you're buying like a a proper solid trail a marshall town um or something similar that's not flexible or even medium flexible you do need to wear those in and they say you can do it with sandpaper you can do it on a breeze block concrete block uh the ideal thing when you were doing a lot of uh, plastering is obviously using it for rendering because the sand and cement wears it in and the carbon steel trowel wears in a lot quicker than a stainless steel trowel which takes forever so you can buy a worn-in stainless steel trowel so yeah <laughs> Simon, should that say my missus got me a Superflex trowel? Not for Christmas. Not that my missus got a Superflex trowel for Christmas. Uh, I'm guessing that. I'm guessing that's what it should say. Because <laughs> I thought, oh mate, you shouldn't have bought her a trowel, mate, because you'll be in the doghouse if, if if it was a trowel for her for Christmas and you bought it. <clears throat> the picture's fine. Oh, thanks, MPH. Yeah, as long as the picture's good, that's all. That's all that matters, mate. People hate uh, looking at stuff that's fuzzy or has got terrible sound so hopefully i'm coming through loud and clear as well um diggity dar good picture this end lovely cheers mate cheers um oh it's a fireplace i was thinking of using limelight renovating uh, limelight renovating might be yeah might be okay i've used that but again I, that, that was years ago and i used it in uh, in an old uh, cottage a single skinned brick wall cottage in uh, where was that uh i can't remember now uh going towards Chichester, whatever uh so uh got me yeah right so yeah that's good simon yeah i was a bit concerned mate <laughs> uh yeah yeah the limelight might might uh might do the job if it's uh it's our fireplace so you're talking about the whole kind of like chimney breast affair um or just like the inside or just below the mantle yeah no worries mate. pleasure pleasure yeah no i appreciate you guys coming along to austin plasterer and uh and subscribing to my channel and uh and, and clicking on as many likes and 
stuff as you can <laughs> on the videos i don't put out as many videos as i should but um um trying to do videos uh along with the job some jobs you get on and you just you just think wow i need to crack this out and uh you know <laughs> i ain't got to keep setting up my camera in different positions and stuff but as i said earlier i have got myself a new gopro which i can stick on my head and, and crack on <laughs> that way so uh yeah look forward to them look forward to them uh, jt when you dot and dab uh when when dot what blah, blah, blah. when dot and dab window walls do you do the reveal first or last um that's a good question i tend to do the reveals afterwards <laughs> which shouldn't be a problem if you've stuck your faces to the wall on nice and level especially around the window then you should be able to cut a nice uh, uh reveals after um though i don't doubt some guys maybe do do the uh the, like the internal reveals to the soffit first you can then i suppose use that for your ball to push up against um depending on how you cut whether you cut the corners to finish flush on your facing wall or whether you cut it to set back inside but um yeah no i would generally i stick my balls on first if i'm dot and dabbing and then do the reveals uh, the reveal second but um it's uh, yeah different guys will do it a different way what uh, uh, do you do about uh, actually what uh, do I do about make good I want to make good plaster what had you what had you oh, uh, I mean I'm this I'm near Sutton JT Sutton Croydon around that way uh, Patrick do do Patrick, if you're talking about that, the uh, the make good brand of plaster, um, oh god, it's, uh, it's rubbish. <laughs> oh, I say it's rubbish. I don't know anyone that likes it or bought it when there was a shortage of plaster uh, after the lockdown. Um, if you're talking about making good, not the plaster, but making good, I tend to not do jobs where people just want you to make good, where they've had a rewire done and say, oh, can you come and and some new windows can you come and replaster around all my window edges and um and everywhere that the uh, the electrician has cut channels out of my wall but that's that's the job i don't i, I don't do those we're talking about that kind of making good <clears throat> uh, sorry patrick yes the plaster the make good plaster it's um it's like a one coat white flowery stodgy stuff um might be similar to what they use on the continent uh, they they call their um they call the bonding well they, they call it bonding and they call it finish but it's nothing like bonding and it's nothing like finish or nothing like car like finish or bonding <clears throat> and uh it's very stodgy stuff like anything else any kind of type of plaster if you get you can get used to using it and then quite like it but the chances are if it's not popular and sudden and, and you get to, used to using it and you like it like if you bought the some say like this make good plaster that most people thought was rubbish uh, and you you liked it and you really got the hang of it you go now i've practiced with this and i'm really good with make good plaster now i'm just going to use that and then suddenly the shop stops selling it because nobody else wants it and then you think oh, bugger. <laughs> oh dear it's uh yeah right guys i think that was, that was, how are we doing for time yeah, I've been I've been on far too long. <laughs> Who's going to want to watch a video this long? 
when it goes up online as well <laughs> as live um right guys i'm going to call it a night for now i'm going to go and have some dinner and a shower not necessarily in that order and um and uh yeah go and talk to my wife <laughs> she misses me on the after plaster and i <laughs> Uh, cheers, diggity da, mate. Nice to see ya. Nice to see all the regular guys. Anyone new that's watching, thanks for coming along. Uh, the next after plaster will be in a fortnight's time on Monday uh, at 7 p.m. Um, anything else I need to tell you? Yeah, I've got um, going to be my new blah, blah, video is going to be coming out. That's using my GoPro, um, so that'll be slightly different. But hey, what the heck? Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. I'm going to keep them short and sweet and um, do them in sections. I think they're easier to watch and it gives you something exciting to look forward to <laughs> the next one coming out sooner rather than have to wait three or four weeks for me to post a video <laughs> uh dear uh, cheers old tie take care mate will do <laughs> fear is a mind killer will do you must get a shorter a shorter an easier name to say quickly uh, uh cheers jt and you mate and you cheers patrick Right, this is a plasterer, or will be, signing off as soon as he can remember where the signing off button is, and he never can. But I think it's an age thing. <laughs> uh, oh, hang on, bear with. Mode. Uh, right, this is it, guys. Right, thanks for coming, and... Uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you in the next one. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the old channel if you haven't done already. Don't forget to get on the uh, community uh, Discord server site, the community one for the uh, called, also called Ask the Plasterer. Uh, there's also Ask the Plasterer uh, podcast for wherever you get your podcasts so you can listen to them at your leisure or when you're working if you're in the game um, or if you're in any kind of job where you can listen by your work. <laughs> uh, it's all available and uh yeah got any ideas tips or anything else um for for future videos i've got coming up or anything else that you want to know uh just leave comments on any of my videos uh check out my uh descriptions my link descriptions are basically most of the same on all of my videos uh, they've got links in there to my uh, my affiliated amazon stuff get a little bit of a kickback from anything you buy once you've clicked on one of my links uh, whether you buy the actual thing or not or buy something else after you've clicked one of my links i get a teeny little bit of um, percentage off of each little thing that's bought uh, which helps me pay to run a channel and um, yeah it just helps <laughs> just helps when you want to buy a little new thing like a new little microphone cover or something like that um but uh, uh right so yeah right i'm definitely i'm definitely going now so <laughs> thanks for coming and uh i'll see you all soon bye for now